celebrate diversity, equity, and inclusion with Add2 and AAF Houston. Join us on October 24th at Giant Texas Distillery from 6 to 9 p.m. for the triumphant return of the Night of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Enjoy small bites, your first drink on us, and a silent auction featuring some of Houston's top artists. Follow us on social for more info. Again, that's October 24th at Giant Texas Distillery from 6 to 9. See you there. Previously on the Admigos podcast. It, this Ooh. is not like go see the panel, get a couple of sound bites, and then leave, and that's it. This is, again, a real like event that I hope to, to bring a lot of energy, again, bring a lot of people from all walks of life, not only from our realm and our industry, but art enthusiasts. And you know, now that we've been knee-deep on some fascinating projects with Lopez Negrete, uh, what's one that really stood out to you recently and why? You know, i got to say that one. Um, it's not recent, recent, but the Ad Council prep work that we did, emergency prep work that we did. The brief was like, you know, Hispanics have a tendency to wait last minute to prep for emergency situations. How can we kind of shine the light of Hey, if you can plan for a quinceanera and you can plan for a baby shower with so much detail, love, and, you know, yeah. um, a detail, you can prepare for a disaster. Make sure you make your checklist. Make sure you get your batteries, have some cash. And that was, like, my first time being on the brand leadership side. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a learning experience. It was every, every learning experience. You kind of extract what you, yes. what you like and what you need to improve on the next project. And... That's what's great about Lopez Negrete. Again, I have to, as an individual, feel safe to mm-hmm. to fail and then and be part of an, an environment that's collaborative and is a teaching and fertile ground for that. That's and cool. that's why I enjoy working there. You know, I I had a, a little what I call my summer break from LNC when I took another position <laughs> last year, and I missed it. And yeah. I missed. I think the the biggest component that I miss were the people. We're there, guys, eight plus hours a day. Okay. Yeah. We're 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 at work more than we are at home. If I'm if I'm lucky, I'll give my wife four hours of attention while we wow. cook, make you know, make you know, have dinner, and then put the dishes up and go to bed. I mean, we we have to like the people we work with. We we have to. That mm-hmm. makes a hell of a. A difference. A hell of a uh, difference, exactly. Yeah. Um, you you feel safer to share ideas. You feel you yes. feel safer to share um, successes and and failures. You bond. You bind and bond together to make it work. It all is a tight knit fabric. I gotta say, at that Absolutely. agency and like any other place, you know, we have opportunities. But I think we're all working towards making pivoting, adjusting, so we can mm-hmm. continue to move forward and um, you know deal with even a new way of how the workforce is thinking now, right? With the remote options that, you know, everyone is being offered. We're working Monday through Friday now and working from home on Friday, so. Yeah. You know, even uh, for myself, I work remotely from home and I still find myself in those precarious situations where my fiance complains that I'm not spending enough time with her because I'm just mainly focusing on the computer and (laughs) Wi-Fi. And all that yeah, stuff. and then and then you have like no room, no church and state separation, right? Because you're oh, working yeah. from home. So, guys, I didn't leave my house for an entire month. Okay, um, <laughs> so I loved it you. at first. Yeah, I uh, loved it at first, and I was like waking up, fixing my face, and just walking over the computer. But I, I really am a people person, and I thrive yeah. on that energy and collaboration. So it was, 
it was an easy transition back for me. You know, I, again, sometimes it's distracting when you have people coming in and out of your office telling them about, um, telling you about their weekend. But again, that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it fun and enjoyable to work with the people that we work with. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I, uh, I am Latino and I was also notoriously known for not being prepared for anything. Uh, <laughs> in my youth. Uh, that that I, I dated a, a white woman for about 10 years and she was always ready for everything. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to pick up some things from you. Yeah, because she was like, no one ever taught me this. Hurricane? Yeah, yeah. Do you have your emergency, emergency <laughs> yeah. hurricane backpack, widow? Yeah. No. Like, no. Yeah, like, what is that? <laughs> now I got water at all times. Mm -hmm. I got like extra food, just think case, especially the hurricane season. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I someone mean, had to teach me. Guido, I mean, the way we are as Latinos, right? We're so, and Alex, you too, you know, you have that, that cultural reference as well. Yeah. We're like, we throw these parties and these barbecues and these elaborate meals, and they're not fancy. They're just require yeah. a lot of work. And oh, we yeah. can, if we can put in work yeah. for a barbecue or a first birthday, mm -hmm. we can put in work. There's 30 minutes to sit down with the family and really pre-plan yeah. an emergency or talk about an, an emergency plan that will help you in the long run yeah. like, oh ex absolutely you know that, yeah. yeah like exactly so that for me i guess circling back was um very meaningful working with the mm -hmm. fema people working with our awesome. council yeah. and obviously this, this this tight little machine of a night uh, tight knit team that i worked with at lnc was amazing and it was an amazing experience um to be a part of that and i, I believe we won a uh, gold that oh wow! Uh, like a lot of things yeah. that you guys win are yeah. gold. It's um, it's phenomenal. Most, the work yeah. that a lot of the stuff that comes out of LLC is phenomenal. Um, even like um, I remember there was this one campaign that still stood out to me. Well, there there are several, but one in particular. I think I drove past it. It was a mural for the vote campaign. I think it was mm -hmm. the to generally raise awareness for Latin American communities here in the city to go out and vote. And I think you collaborated with uh, graffiti artists to paint murals around the city. Yeah, actually, yeah. Alex, that was part of uh, the census campaign, and yes. census, we teamed yes. up with yeah, we teamed up with our friends at Up Art Studios. Mm -hmm. They're kind of a collective um, art studio, and they represent many different artists from I want to say all over the country, right? So mm -hmm. we we had a strategy in mind. They selected the artists. We we gave them the, the artwork. There's still some pieces up in Montrose from my, what I gather. And oh, we wow. executed that campaign not only to raise awareness, but to be visual, in, visually interesting and bring attention to to the community and putting those murals in the communities that, you know, were underrepresented. So it was it was a very cool campaign. Shout out to Julie Graham, um, Noah Aquiles and Elia Aquiles from Up Art Studio. They're amazing in what they do. If you, if anyone wants to do some some type of visual piece, those are the people to go to. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there was a, an AAF panel discussion about this at some point. So I remember going to it. Maybe it was during Advention or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they're talking about and they had different languages too yes i think for it was different like, communities yes yes very, it did, yeah, it, did. Very, very it had good. vietnamese it had spanish yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I, I, I don't know if they had yes they had all types yeah. of languages and you know we we work with um partner agencies for that as well i think we 
we was it with are black sheep? With black sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went to that panel. It was very, very interesting. I just, I never got to attend that panel. I just followed the the breadcrumbs yeah. through social. I knew that uh, black sheep was coordinating the census campaign. And thank you for reminding me the name. I that census like slipped out of my mind. And oh, then, <laughs> it's a very no, no worries. Campaign. Absolutely. And yeah. then with everything that you guys did, collaborations with trans translating it in in those variations those of languages. Yeah. Yes, especially here. And that's a really, you know, that campaign I think really ties well to this whole conversation about diversity and inclusion, exactly. uh, especially with the census, as well as uh, preparing for hurricane season. Uh, those are very big things that we all should be definitely remembering <laughs> Prepare. about. <laughs> Prepare your backpacks, people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to bring it back to diversity, because literally, you know, what we're talking about, mm -hmm. um, Ingrid. So, you were talking about all these different things, right? Like uh, this campaign that, that was done for the census, this event that we have coming on. So, it, you you kind of touched on this before, but why do you think it is important to highlight diversity in our own industry, right? Communications, marketing, etc. Well, I mean, again, I think that, um, you know, the, the advertising industry in general seems to be uh, male-dominated, <laughs> male right? I think that's slowly yes. shifting. And it's been shifting even since I joined uh, the agency. Um, you know, different, different people bring different things to the table. So when we're talking about, I don't know, do a Dove soap yeah. and pitching that particular brand, and you have nothing but man talking about Dove soap. Like, you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I can go into detail as to why I buy Dove soap and why I think it's important for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And it's a different perspective over what Alex would have or bring to the table. So just in general, that, that helps kind of create a better story and to address, like, our target, right? You know, when, when mm -hmm. one person is, when you don't have full representation and you're working on a campaign that requires full representation and not only from a gender, like having a woman on, on the pitch or having yeah. mm -hmm. um, someone from the LGBT, I'm um, just in general, I think when, when you're able to bring those different per, per perspectives to, to light, mm -hmm. you can create a better, better story, a story that can resonate for longer, a story sure. that can have a much bigger impact because, We've all looked at advertising be very flat, you know yeah. what I mean? In the yeah. sense of, you know, you know that someone that had no background in what they were talking about did a, mm -hmm. did a campaign for that, for that piece that required someone with a lot more, I guess, multiculturalism, if you, if you want to call it that, you know what yeah. I mean? And you see it. And Absolutely. there's some cultural cues, there's some cultural cues that are missed or even misinterpreted or even exploited. That when oh, you have goodness, yes. people of diversity backgrounds, you can bring those to, to light and say, hey, guys, we don't talk like that in our community. Yes. Colombians don't do that only, you know what I mean? And that comes <laughs> yeah. actually, that that plays a big role. Like in, I guess I want to say the last 15 years, Colombia in general has changed their perception of who they are as a country, you know, yeah. um, where 20, you know, 20 or 25 years ago, we weren't even considered um, as a travel destination because of all the drug uh yeah. and pablo escobar mess which to me mm -hmm. that seems such like a such long time ago and a narrative that's so long removed from who we are as a country now yeah. we're some of the happiest people ever you know we love dancing we love food we're very attentive to people 
that come from other countries and you don't you don't get that everywhere not everyone highlights that from the country i think that's changing so again i think when you have a group of people from all walks of life working on a project and i'm learning this right now you have Joni, you have Danny and Raquel, which we all, they're, they're the co-chairs for um, the DENI event. Mm-hmm. They bring so much wealth of knowledge to the table where I'm just like, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for helping because without their help and kind of um, disposition and know-how, we wouldn't be where we currently are right now, which is, again, getting this event wrapped up, tying all the final details as mm-hmm. quickly as possible so we can bring you the best event possible October 24th absolutely that, that's great yeah what a powerhouse <laughs> it really I, is I, I'm, I, I'm learning from the best I absolutely. mean I have Joni Raquel has been a, been an immense help she actually is mm-hmm. the person that brought Deborah Duncan or highlighted wow. Deborah Duncan for us and all her community uh, initiatives yeah Danny you guys know Danny I mean not yeah. only does does he represent again all mm-hmm. all good vibe good decision right yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the key I'm telling you guys when when we talk about like attitude eighty percent is attitude the other percent is skill set you show up with a great attitude with a with a kind of mindset to be of service be yeah. a resource it makes a hell of a difference yes. and these individuals that we will be honoring um, on that night have done that and gone beyond that because they're thinking now on how they can really, really tap in and, and create a tapestry of folks, not just mm-hmm. all male not, not uh, dominated or not mm-hmm. just just a college uh, educated. You know, you don't you don't have to go through the tra- tra- traditional route to get where you want to be. Um, Sometimes titles and degrees really, honestly, I know you guys are at to, but really don't, don't get you or maybe they get you through the door, but don't yeah. necessarily help throughout the entire journey. I think it comes down to influence, right? And mm-hmm. um, who you are as a person and the message that you bring to the table is what's really important, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with you. Um, it, it, you know, it's very interesting that you have, you know, such a diverse team for this specific, you know, the ENI event. Uh, and, you know, we talk a lot about diversity of, you know, ethnicity, racial diversity, but there's other types of diversity, right? Also, like, uh, like sexual orientation yeah. or, you know, gender identification, even like disabilities or ability. Uh, so it is, it's great to see that you guys are trying to touch on all of that and uh, really show that this is a welcoming space for everyone. Exactly. Showing that the community is open uh, for change, for the better, as well as for an opportunity to really spotlight the local talent here that really bring the city together um, and really. And have fun and have fun doing it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. What's the point otherwise, right? Exactly. This is all that we try to do here is to have fun, make it a memorable experience and to make new friends along the way. And especially with what is going on, it really just makes a big difference. And thank you so much, Ingrid, for doing all of this. It's phenomenal work. No worries, guys. I couldn't have done it with without the team. Again, big shout-out to Joni, Danny, and Raquel. Obviously, Candy has been a great support, our current AAF president. Yeah. Um, Candice Pittman, again, um, it's a team effort, team collaboration, 110%. And you know what? It, it doesn't come out to how elaborate and fancy and the locate, the venue, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really 
that that is those are components. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I take the simplest thing to to make it a huge impact and and just bringing the right people together in that same space. I'll give you guys a, a little story of, of very early in my career. I'm not going to huh. give you dates because then you're going to be like, whoa, Ingrid, I know you're that old. <laughs> um, so back in the day, okay, I went to my first um, South by Southwest event, and oh, wow. I was a music, yeah, I was a music volunteer. So what that, what that meant was I got full access to the event um, wow. so I could go to the convention in the morning, look at all the panels, um, or be part of all the panels, and then um, at night I would have to. I would be designated to a club, and I would help the band get set up, run yeah. the schedules. But one of the most interesting and I think impactful little moments that I had, and it was nothing. When and in retrospect, when you think about it, you think how insignificant it was. Mm-hmm. I lined up to go see a movie called Go. Okay, mm-hmm. this movie, I believe Ness Campbell was a part of it. There were some other uh, well-known people, but just look up the movie Go. So they, they lined us all up. They said, mm-hmm. yes, it's a screening we're doing here at South by Southwest. Line up. And then they started giving away glow sticks, okay? And they were like, okay, here's your glow stick. You cannot open it before, before. Okay. You know, you'll know when to pop it open. You'll oh. know, but don't open it before. And everyone was like, okay. So we get into the movie theater, and the first scene of this movie, it's a rave. Uh-huh. So, of course, what does everyone do in the theater? They pop up, yeah. uh, you know, they pop or they crack their, um, their glow, stick, their glow yeah. sticks open. So now you have the, the screen, a full rave mode and in, in the scene, and yeah. then you have the entire theater in a full rave mode, yeah. and rave, rave mode uh, participating. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. It took a glow stick <laughs> for me to remember this particular particular event now that happened close to mm, years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it really doesn't take, again, it's these little grains of sand and information that you'll be able to kind of pluck and pick from um, that will benefit. Maybe it's a, a topic that they bring up. Maybe it's music that the DJ plays. Maybe it's mm. a different visual representation of how, um, Jonathan Paul Jackson does this painting and what mm-hmm. it means to him. So I think it's it's so rich and um, there's so much um, wealth of experience in, in that entire event right now that I, I can't wait for it to be the night of. Obviously, I'm yeah. going to be on pins and needles, but <laughs> it's going to be one of those that um, I think the club's really going to be proud of um, executing. Mm-hmm. And again, Absolutely. we couldn't have done it with everyone, including you guys. <laughs> No, we're happy to to be of any sort of service. Yeah, support um, really. Yeah. Uh, we'll do what we can to promote it through our channels, and hopefully, we'll be able to bring more representations of the young community here or the young advertising community at DNI event at the DNI event. DNI. Awesome. Yeah. Um. And, and Ingrid, I do have uh, one more thing I want to talk to you about. Um. And you specifically. So when I first started at AAF, when I first joined as a volunteer, when I was a student. I remember coming to one of the events and realizing how not very diverse the, the, the club was at that point, right? That was like 10 years ago. Uh, a lot of mostly older white males, uh, white women too, but mostly men, right? Uh, and Lopez Negrete was a bit of a, it stood out to me, right? Because I saw all these people that don't look like me uh, and then I saw this table of people who look like me, who are successful, they're thriving. Um, and to their credit, the club has been changing a lot over the past 10 years. 
uh, and I, I believe that's something that the whole industry is seeing. So, you know, in your experience, because you've been you've been in the industry longer than I have, uh, have you seen a lot of change in the industry over who's coming in, who's leading the new agencies, and like, you know, who is the face of advertising in the time that you have been in the industry, you know, active? I mean, I, I think I have seen some change, some very positive change, and, and especially, you know, I can't speak for other agency, agencies. I can only kind of have the perspective mm-hmm. that I've had with, with Lopez Negrete. And, yes, I mean, we have a lot of women in leadership, and that's helpful. You know, women in leadership that see other women in maybe um, account executive or junior account executive positions are able to mentor the new mm-hmm. the new wave of individuals and, and women and just again and diverse individuals charging away. So I think that is that is changing. It is important to have those people in leadership. Women, male, all different ages. Like I again, I I don't wanna sound corny or self serving <laughs> here, but when when I first started, it's not that it was a time when, when people didn't talk about themselves and who mm-hmm. they were. But it definitely wasn't as open as mm. we are now with, you know, even using different pronouns. If you feel like that's how you want to be identified, mm-hmm. right? So one of the cool things that we used to do at LNC was we, and we still have them. We actually started initiating them um, post-pandemic again because they're really mm. important to for the agency to kind of have an understanding of what's, what's going on, what's coming up, and highlight employees or new employees. Yeah. But back in 2014, that Friday when I got my offer, they're like, okay, your first day's on Monday. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you have to do a speech. I'm oh. like, holy hell. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and we were, I think, maybe 120 people. So mm-hmm. it was it was a full room. It wasn't, yeah. wow. it wasn't for the faint of, of heart, you know? So then I got my little speech together. And in one of those, um, one of those uh, paragraphs, I was talking about how Vanessa – is one of my pillars, you know, like, you know, yeah. her, without her support, I wouldn't be able to kind of be where I'm at either. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wait a minute, do you want to, do you want to mention that? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a Hispanic agency. And I'm like, well, who would I be mm-hmm. if I didn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to walk in there representing me and, and exactly. who I am is this, this, and this and that. And I, you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are. So I think not only is it the responsibility of, an organization to provide that safe environment for someone to truly be who they are, mm-hmm. but also kind of take it upon yourself. If there's any anything that I can t- tell any young professional or any young individual, you will, will forever be your best or your greatest cheerleader. If you don't know who you are or you're ashamed of who you are, that narrative needs to change. The mindset starts with you. So my mm-hmm. next question to Vanessa is like, why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That. I'm almost offended that you asked me this. You know, I'm going <laughs> yeah. in there in grip full mode, and you are part Heck of that. Yeah. You are part of that narrative. You are part of my life. And if anyone has an issue with it, then that's something that's on their plate that they're dealing with. It doesn't fall on me to oh, try yeah. to solve or try mm-hmm. to convince them um, otherwise. So I think as long as you show up and you show up confident, confidently representing who you are from a very kind of not arrogant because I'm not. I'm not here saying I am part of the LG. No, no. I'm Ingrid. I'm yeah. married. I'm about to have a child, and my wife's name is Vanessa, and I'm very mm-hmm. confident in saying that. Yeah. So, I think that confidence level. I'm seeing a lot of like um, Gen Z people, and like um, not 
yeah, a lot of Gen Z's take that approach, and I love that for everyone. And I yeah. think that will be a catalyst for how the business will look and the leadership and business will look in, I don't know, another 10 years, Guido. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's making, so it, it made some inroads 10 years ago, but this new way of like setting boundaries, mm-hmm. respecting one another, and really kind of define what it means to create a very positive work environment it has changed in a lot, you know, post, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, post-pandemic. Really? And yeah. we weren't used to having those words or utilizing hybrid scheduling or yeah. working remote, you know, that wasn't in the vernacular very often. There were some companies that were adopting that and, um, you know, bigger organizations and conglomerates like yeah. New York City, but nothing here at a local level. And I think that changed a lot. And again, we're going to continue to change, right? So it's just being being conscious that every so often, every three, four years or so, there's a new wave of change and yeah. being aware of that and kind of jumping on that wave to ride that wave and not get you know caught up in the undertide. As individuals, we constantly have to be growing, evolving, and learning. But that applies for anyone at any age, any gender. And I think, again, it's really important for me to be part of an organization that thinks like that. And that's why I feel, that's why I feel at home at, at Lopez Negrita. I really do. I'm not... I'm just, by the way, I would like to appreciate this is not an ad for Lopez Negrete Communications. <laughs> this is just my pers- this is just my perspective and what I lived and I Absolutely. and I really Absolutely. lived it's that. Just... And Guido, we go we go down to the little Hispanic nuance. I'm not going to name the company that I went to go yeah. work for the four months of hiatus, but I remember <laughs> during that summer, Bad Bunny dropped dropped his album uh, Un Verano Sin Ti, right? Yeah, and he was breaking records. I mean, like global records of streaming and you know everything merch his concerts were grossing in the 200 plus million dollar range that's unheard of for someone from puerto rico from someone that is not doing their tour in english that that entire tour is in spanish his Mm -hmm. music is in spanish so then i posted i'm like hey guys that bunny just came out with his Mm -hmm. album he's breaking records these are my three favorite uh songs cricket yeah, so really? again, wow. having yeah, and and it was kind of disappointing because having that kind of cultural connection with the people you work with is important, and I found that to be one of the things that I need in order to be successful in what I do. I need to be with like-minded individuals like myself mm-hmm. that um, see the value and understanding, or maybe uh, highlighting some of those kind of accomplishments from our own. Um, from our own uh, community yeah. that gets us excited. You know what I mean? So, yeah. now, so that was, that was my, my learning and, and, and having that um, brief hiatus from the agency that I was yeah. like, wow, mm-hmm. I really love creative. I really work. I really love working in an environment, which is diverse where yeah. I can bring up a song and people are like, Oh yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. Send me the link to the album. And yeah. you know, that, that was, that was missing to me. And, I learned how important it is, and I'm sure it's important for a lot of people to thrive under that environment as well. Yeah, that's a huge example because Umberano Sin Ti is the second, I think, uh, all Spanish album to top like the 100 Billboard or something. Insane. Uh, Right? Something like that? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Let's just say he doesn't have to work if he doesn't have to anymore. He doesn't have to produce any albums. He's proved the point, and everyone heard it. And I'm talking about from the world right you would yeah, hear it's just it, it became a global sensation yeah. that's for sure it definitely put uh puerto rico as well on the map for 
just in that type of sense as well. I don't know. I feel like Ricky Martin put Puerto Rico on the map. Yeah, Alex, not only that guy, but he put, he put Puerto Rico on the map. Uh, issues that are affecting the Puerto mm, Rican yes. people, which then makes you more really self-aware and conscious. So yeah. when you're a tourist or thinking about going to Puerto Rico and you want to participate maybe in, in, an, in an event that helps the community or you want to give your business to a small business that yeah. um, has been in Puerto Rico for the last 30 years versus these large conglomerate, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, excursion companies, yeah. you start being more mindful of that, right? And yeah. he was just, again, sharing a perspective. And that's all you can do. This I, is my perspective. This is yes. where it comes from because of my origin story. You take it and you, you know, take it for what it is and then create, create your own narrative um, towards that kind of, right? Because everyone is different. Yes. So my experience, mm -hmm. Brito, is not your experience. We come from the same kind of, let's say, South America, so we can understand nuances, mm -hmm. but it's when you kind of sit back and say, hmm, I never thought about, about it that way. And you, and that is a learning moment. That is one of the Absolutely. best learning moments that I have on a daily basis when I can say that to someone that is teaching me, showing me, or allowing me to say, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. Let, yeah. me, let me put that into perspective. And absolutely. And that's what I love about the current team that we have for this DE&I um, board as well. Again, different walks of life with different perspectives, different industries that are coming together to make it work and to make it fun make it and insightful because obviously we want to give some added value. And with all that being said, I mean, Guido, are there any last remarks that you have in mind as well? No, actually, Ingrid, this has been a fantastic conversation. Yes, uh, it has been. This is uh, just to hear some of your story and hear some, what well, you guys Ingrid's are doing. Ingrid's story, yes. Not <laughs> not just a general, <laughs> not a promotion for no, Lopez. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know what? We're just going to bleep it every time. So <laughs> yeah, not, not, a, not a recruiting video for no, Lopez. No, no. There's some communications. No. Not a recruiting video for Lopez. I'm going to communication. But hey, you know. Uh, it work, it yeah. all works out at the yeah. end. And I mean, with everything being said, really, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to be here with yeah. us today. We know you're so busy, uh, you know, getting ready for your baby to come. And we are so happy for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Send our regards little, to Vanessa little and Miss, everybody. Uh, little Miss Sophie will be arriving oh. January 5th. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Wow. So I'll make sure when she has her... All her shots out yeah. there to one of the uh, AF mixers. So oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll getting, have you know, yeah, yeah, hopefully, awesome. hopefully there might be the 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 cook off as well. Oh yeah, so that might happen the around the time. Yeah, I have to, guys. I have to go and defend my cook off title. Yeah, that's right. You didn't win last time. Yeah, exactly. You know what? We'll have I... Sophie on the on the podcast too. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll you know what, Guido? That is <laughs> that is one of the most. That's one of the coolest events I've been a part of. You was, you yeah. saw how we were. We went there like on a stealth little team. We had yeah, aprons. We had prepared. a tablecloth. We mm -hmm. had yeah. the serving plates. Oh, we, the plates were beautiful. Yeah, no, we. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna defend my title. So I'm, I'm yeah. challenging anyone it that was... participates. The 2019 Cookoff Nacho Champions will be there to represent this year again. Heck yeah, that was it. Was really good nachos. It's something really exciting to bring back. Hopefully. Me and the team will be able to bring it back and, you know, have Ingrid and the Nacho Champions defend their title. Heck yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. But again, thank you so much, Ingrid. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talking to us. And we very much look forward to the event uh, October 24th. 
correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, yeah. October 24th at Giant Texas Distillers, um, mm-hmm. 5610 Clinton Drive. Wow. It's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. to oh. save the date. Yeah. And we'll be posting additional information on um, all the AAF and hopefully Social with the help yeah. of Alex and Act to kind of put in it on there as well so people can check it out and have it yes. top of mind. We'll be also sharing a Eventbrite um, link within the post that's going to get you the general admission tickets, which mm-hmm. are going to be $25 to attend the event. It's going to include live bites with that price and one our, your first drink on us. We're going to have the silent auction. And we're going to have the after party on the terrace. So it's going to be a nice little, complete little event. Again, more information to come. And we'll be also notifying or sharing who the honorary speakers are. So hopefully, you know, again, that will create some traction there. And they'll be promoting on their um, social media as well. So, Guido, to your point earlier, we're hoping to get a different turnout. We Mm want to mix it up a little bit and invite all kinds of people from all walks of life that will... Um, you know, we'll be able to um, gather some really great information. Not only that, but as always, network with yeah. the the people that are you know part of the club and and supporting the industry here in Houston. Absolutely, network with the industry. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. That's that's all we had. Uh, you know, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah. Uh, but look forward to seeing you at Beers with Peers and Ooh. as well as the luncheon as well. Or hopefully we'll be Yes, there. absolutely. And uh, <laughs> that Beers with Peers, I'm going to promote it internally and get yeah. some of the uh, younger folks to attend. Um, uh, absolutely. I was That's really awesome. saddened, uh, Alex. I know that there isn't an age limit for Ad 2, but I think once I was like, yeah, Ingrid, you can attend. It's 30, 32 and under. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I passed that threshold uh, oh. <laughs> a long time ago. And I'm like, okay, I guess I won't go to an ad too, but y'all. No, no. At, at least it's a partnership with AAF, so yeah. all uh, ages are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome. This I'm, is, not, I'm over okay. 32. See? That's, yeah. that's diversity right there. That's exactly. not ages. Aged person. Uh, we're exactly. not ages. See? Yeah. <laughs> no. We're already, we're already spreading the message, okay? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. We'll talk to you soon again. Thanks, guys. Have a good afternoon, and thanks again for having me. And, again, I can't wait to see everyone on October 24th. All right. Thank you. Likewise. Bye. Gracias por acompañarnos durante el podcast. Admigos se produce en Radio Lounge. Out to Houston es un colectivo colaborativo de jóvenes profesionales de marketing y publicidad de 32 años o menos que buscan hacer una diferencia en la industria. Si deseas ser parte de Out to Houston, Únase a nosotros en addtohouston.com y síganos en Facebook, Instagram y LinkedIn en Add to Houston. Muchas gracias.